It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Level, 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 level. How are we sounding, Pilk? Level, level, level. Loud and clear. All right, good. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Philip the Rep Pilkington is uh, producing today. I am merely the great P-Man. Nice to be with you on this uh, Tuesday, 14th day of November, as uh, we are uh, still basking in the excitement of uh, the Pirate win on Saturday as they uh, knocked off FAU. We'll hear from Coach Houston coming up on his birthday today. Well, Houston huddle for you. So uh, there we go. That is uh, everything. Pilk, remember what I was talking to you about earlier? Uh, I'll be there with bells on the day, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I'll be there with bells on. There you go. Already ready for Christmas. But I'm baby. not doing the extra 30 minutes. Okay. Not happening. All righty. I'm given. A certain amount of time per remuneration, and <laughs> that does not include the extra thirty. So, anyway, that little little inside baseball for those of you listening to uh, the show on your drive home, as you often do, or wherever you may be listening from. Uh, some uh, notes about this weekend, Pilk. We've got uh, pirate football. We'll be on the air at nine a.m. with our pirate game day countdown, presented by Bushlight as we will uh, be counting you down to Navy and FAU. The game uh, with an 11 o'clock airtime here on the game for the network and 107.9 WNCT at 12 noon kick against the midshipmen. Here is Mike Houston from Inside Pirate Athletics from Tiebreakers last night on the ECU Sports Radio Network talking about the... uh, the win uh, and what a relief it was against uh, FAU and uh, how all their hard work paid off. Uh, and we've been so close, so many games. I mean, and, you know, the week before having, you know, sitting there in the fourth quarter with a chance to knock off, you know, the 21st ranked team in the country and, you know, losing by three. And, and we've had so many like that this year. And, and the kids have continued to, I mean, the, every week they, they, they work their tails off. They practice hard. They have, tremendous attitudes they're ready to play um and so just winning one and i'll tell you winning it in a dominant fashion like that was just such a relief to to everybody just to enjoy the enjoy the victory because of uh scheduling uh yesterday we were running and gunning through the uh, show and you know pilk i think uh we talked about how exciting it was that there was a victory and uh how utterly dominant uh, ECU was. But, you know, and Coach Houston's been great all year. Um, he, he's been fantastic on the coaches' show on Monday nights. He's been fantastic uh, in our segments we do with him exclusive to the market on Tuesday mornings and then re-air him here on the game. He's been, he's been excellent. Uh, but you could just uh, really tell he was very proud of this group last night as I was sitting uh, beside him at uh, tiebreakers. And uh, th- the thing to me, I think there's two things I would take away from uh, the the news of the past week or the happenings of the past week. One is the team has never given up despite the fact that they've only won two games. 
And uh, the other part of that is, and that tell, I mean, and what I'm saying there is the team hasn't quit. There's a reason the team hasn't quit. And the other thing is, uh, right now, the Pirates, if they can hang on to everybody, have the number one class in the American. So I think that's that to me are two of the more pieces of good news that I've you know feel like we've heard the last couple of days, Pilk, and uh, or have had the last few days. Uh, the other thing I'll throw in there is I understand there was a you know team boneyard meeting tomorrow. We talked to Matt Slate about that uh, Friday. In case you missed it, uh, does that show up on the podcast page, Pilk? Yeah, it is. So you could go back and check. Matt was a very effective and great spokesman. I, I know they had a big uh, call among ma- major donors yesterday. And when we have our Houston huddle coming up for you here in a few minutes, you're going to hear what uh, what you know Coach Houston's talking about as far as a time frame for NIL uh, dollars. And uh, not only do you need to be an active person in the portal, but I think you've got to be active in the retention market if you're ECU, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and can you keep the number one recruits for the AAC uh, in this upcoming class? Can you keep them together? So, you know, all of the vitriol and negativity and and naysaying and, and just uh, overall idiotic statements that have been made over the last uh, two two and a half months, and by golly, there have been a lot. Uh, you know, it just, the here and the now is not, it's not good. It's not fun. Nobody wants this. Nobody had hoped for this. Nobody was trying to achieve just two wins. But if you look at the foundation, if you look at the, you know, the uh, the future and, and what that could uh, portell, I, I think that there is a lot of reasons to be encouraged about Mike Houston is the head coach for the pirate football program. You know, and I haven't uh, talked about that a whole lot because it's good to, and I, I mean, I'm getting killed already right now on the always anonymous text line for it. But I mean, I, I'm accused of being positive pirate Pat too much on the uh, mindless boards. They're no longer the message boards, Pilk. They're the mindless boards because you have to be mindless to, I think, express opinions on there. There's a there's a test, and if you fail it, you're in, if you get what I'm saying. so That's rough, but I see where you're coming from. Well, hey, but, look. Hey. Tell me, where, tell me where I'm lying. You're not. I mean, no. yeah. Tell me where there's a lie. Um, it, so it's just, to me, there's a... Everything is is set up. The biggest component that is missing is the NIL. And I still understand that there are probably people on that call yesterday. They don't like NIL. I don't like it. Pilk, I don't know if he likes it or not. I'm guessing not because Pilk doesn't like anything. He wants you off his lawn. But it's here, and they're in a damn thing any of us could do about it. If you don't participate in it, things that have happened like this year will be regular will be happening in regularity or with regularity. Well, and there's no uh, so. excuse for it to continue to happen because we saw the crowd at FAU this week. 
there was a solid amount of pirate fans in that one end zone. There was not many owl fans there. Tulane or yeah, Tulane didn't have a lot of people with their game, despite being a top twenty team, despite coming off a Cotton Bowl win. We have the best attendance. We have the best fans. We have the most loyal fans, and we have the most fans. So, moving forward, yeah, and, we and should look, be the best in the it. conference. I get it about you know you're asked to give a lot of money. I I totally get it. This is mainly directed at people that can have, you know, have the money to, to contribute to something and, and won't miss a beat. And I think they've just, they, they have to come to the realization unless you want to sit through. And, and I, I do believe some of them have recognized, okay, this is not, this is the, the mechanism of not being competitive and ready to be competitive in the NIL world. And, and I really hope that, uh, that is the case. And, and I hope. I, I have no knowledge on what went happened with the call. I talked to a couple people that were on it yesterday, uh, and they said, uh, and and nobody in our building, and some other people, and they had a lot of uh, good things to say about the overall presentation, the urgency, uh, and I understand Jeremy Lewis was on the call, and he's a great example of how, at the level of NIL he has earned, it has helped him greatly. You know, it's just being a student athlete. Uh, and uh, being a, a college kid, in a sense. So, all right. Uh, so I'll get off the soapbox there, Pilk. Saw the picture of Craig Council in a Cubs uniform. You know, they do the, the introductory press conference and then, you know, take the picture in the uni and the and the hat. You know what I'm talking about, Pilk? You've seen them a million times. Yeah. It looks like bring your kid to work day. It's like uh, the Bat Boy is what he kind of looks like. <laughs> Hey, he wins. So, I don't care what he looks like. He wins. No, no, no. Look, I don't I don't care. Win. When it comes to that, just win, baby. If if you're a Cubs fan, just win. Um let me see. Anything else, Pilk? Uh Duke and Michigan State, Kentucky and uh Kansas tonight. If you're a basketball fan, they'll also do the uh between game bridge show, which will be the made for TV uh college football playoff announcement. The thing I like about tonight's college football playoff announcement is that it's being done on location. It'll be done in the arena in Chicago, right? And because it's, you know, you're going from a live game broadcast to a live, that kind of studio broadcast on site and a live game broadcast, there's total chaos. So it's actually one of the more entertaining shows in this made-for-TV entertainment event college football playoff seating and selection. This is the best one. So if you if you're going to watch one tonight, I would tune in into the worldwide leader at nine o'clock because it'll be chaos. Think about a remote that we do Pilk that has chaos. Even if it seems like it's going smoothly, there's always chaos behind the scenes, right? Of course. When we do our road shows. Yeah. The, uh, magnify that by the millions of dollars they're spending. And it's just, it's a joy to watch. It is because I know what's going on. Yeah, you can tell having been in the biz for a minute, and you and, and then sometimes the guys crack and make a reference to it. It's it's fabulous because it's a it's it's a total disaster. It'll look like it's smooth, but there's chaos going on and it's distracting all of those guys. And I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, and I I think that it is a better 
thirty minute bridge than what we would normally get. Sure, because you know the they always go out there and on. say, "Hey, there's only going to be thirty minutes between the end of that game and the tip of the next game." Bull crap. It is a heck of a lot longer than 30 minutes. We've all been to the ACC tournament or the NCAA tournament in person and seen where they've got two games in a segment. That is the longest 30 minutes ever. That 30 minutes lasts 50. <laughs> and it's no different with this game. It might last 35 or 40, Pilk. I don't know if it lasts 50. Come You're on. right. It probably does. I don't know. I've been to some that it's... Ugh. Yeah, it just seems like it's an interminable wait. No, I, I get you. I understand. Like they have an ox gym these guys are warming up in already. It's not like they're not loose. No, that's true, too. out there. Let them get well, open, shoot around for five minutes, and let's get this show on the road. That show is inherently better, though, in the 30-minute because they have to get it in. 30 minutes or less, like Domino's Pizza, they have to get it in. And that makes that show better because you, 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 it boils it down. You don't have to sit through all the other uh, chatter that is, uh, that is on there. So if you're going to watch one of those tonight, it's probably the best one because they get to the point and just know that there's chaos going on behind the scenes. All right. Uh, no chaos here as far as I know, Pilk. Are we good? As far as I know, don't jinx us. You know, you never I know. know. Knock on wood. Go. Knock on wood. All right. Uh, time out. When we come back, uh, we'll do our Mike Houston huddle here on ECU Tuesday with the coach. It is the Patrick Johnson show on 94.3 The Game, 94.3thegame.com, and the brand new IBX Media app. Have you noticed he's in his own little happy hour? We're back to the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the happy hour program. Here's the P-Man. Well, and it's brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. HealthWise, a full-service pharmacy serving all of your healthcare needs, including retail prescription medications, durable medical equipment, and in-home infusions, as well as infusions in their infusion suite, which is located at 615B South Memorial Drive in Greenville. And uh, today's Houston huddle, we get it going uh, here. And uh, we start with uh, the broadcasting Hall of Famer, Legend Award-winning Henry Hinton, asking uh, for coaches' thoughts about the FAU victory, 22-7 on Saturday. Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the sun's a lot brighter this Tuesday morning than it has <laughs> been in a few weeks. So, uh, yeah, it was it was good. And, and last night was a little more festive and uh, – it was it was a good weekend, and obviously, you know the the guys they played really really well on Saturday, and um, I felt like we were going to play well, but I, I knew we were up against a very talented team, and uh, so you never know if you know you, you playing well is going to be well, you know good enough. But uh, as it turned out, it was you know it was really a complete game, and uh, just I loved our mindset, and I, I loved the physicality that our kids played with, and the energy and. You know, they just had, it was, you know, from the very beginning, uh, just, I just thought we really attacked and were aggressive and, you know, it was what we wanted to do. And so it's, uh, you know, a very rewarding uh, win uh, because of the way we played. All wins are good, but, uh, you know, just the way we played makes that one, uh, you know, a little bit better. And uh, we had a great crowd down there in Boca. Uh, a ton of pirates made the trip and just saw some, some of the, some of the uh, fans last night that have made the trip and just appreciate them uh, being down there with us. And it just, you know, created a really good night. Well, um, 
I, I, I said this earlier in, in to you, and I'll say it again. It's a, it's a tribute to you to be going through a, a, a difficult season, a, a rebuild like you're going through, and have these kids uh, playing as hard as they're playing. I mean, good Lord, the defense is just playing lights out. And, and um, I, I saw something like they're ranked like 37th defense in the country now. Of course, the problems have been on the offensive side of the ball this year, and some of those problems continued. You, you, but you, you know, the defense kept giving you the ball in such good field position that you were getting those uh, those field goals from Andrew Conrad. And man, he came through for you. Five field goals, forty yards or more. He was definitely deserving of uh, the honor he got yesterday. Specialty teams uh, player of the week. Well, I, I I say it each week, and I, I think sometimes people don't really hear what I'm saying. Uh, these players have been awesome all year. I mean, I, it's it'll be a great day at practice today. There's no doubt. It ha- I mean, it, I don't know that we've had a really bad, bad day. Uh, we've practiced uh, much better the last three weeks, and I think that's that's the reason why you're seeing the play on the field that much better. But their attitudes and their determination, uh, that's been there all year. Um, you know, I, I did think we played better – complimentary football on Saturday. I know that, you know, our offense, you know, didn't play as well as we want them to play. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we had one turnover and that was it. And that one was on a shot, you know, we yeah. were taking a shot down the field uh, and, you know, the ball slipped just a little bit. Um, and at the time of the game, that one didn't kill you. We got to stop, you know, three plays later. So uh, that was the only turnover of the night. Uh you know, we did a we did a good job of driving the football. You know, we only got in the end zone once, but we did give Andrew you know opportunities to to put points on the board, and he had a you know a career night. Hopefully, it's the first of many. Uh, we've been talking all year about how much we believe in him, and uh, even even when he's had some missed kicks, uh, we've continued to have faith in him because I see the talent uh, and the mindset that he has for a specialist. Uh, so I expect him to continue to have nights like that, but. Um, you know, our special teams played, uh, they've played well all year, but I thought our special teams probably played their best game of the year because we were facing the number one punt returner in the country and one of the top kick returners in the country. Uh, and they did absolutely nothing on the night. And we had a block punt that set up the touchdown. So I think our special teams was huge mm-hmm. Saturday night. No doubt. One more comment about um, your players. Uh, I was on a call yesterday with Jeremy Lewis and you know, it's nice to be in a position to get to know some of these kids, and that's not the first time I've been exposed to Jeremy. But, uh, uh, you know, he just talked about – unsolicited, he talked about the ap- atmosphere and attitude in the locker room and the game, and the job that the coaches have done keeping everybody positive through the losses. So, um, you know, again, it speaks to the quality of kids that you're bringing into the program. It also speaks, I think, to your skills and keeping them positive. Well, I just I think we have a good group in the program, coaches and players. And uh, it has been uh, a challenging season from a wins and losses perspective. You know, you can you can sit here, and we're going to sit here in the off season and play the what if game. You know, this this team is a play here and a play there from you know, going to a bowl game. And, right. But our but our record is what it is. And, you know, Bill Parcells says, you know, always said, you know, you are what your record says you are. So that's <laughs> that's that's the reality. Uh, but this is a this is a quality group of individuals 
and there's no doubt in my mind they're going to play their tails off this Saturday up in Annapolis. It'll be a very challenging game to win on senior day at Navy. Uh, but I promise you this, the Pirates will fight, and, uh, and, and they'll go right at them, and we'll have a shot. Patrick. Coach Mike Houston uh, with us here on our Houston huddle for Healthwise Pharmacy. Coach, happy birthday. Thanks. Oh, it's your good. birthday? Who knew? <laughs> it's, it's, it's always good to keep having them. So. <laughs> yes, it is. That beats the alternative for sure. There's no doubt. Uh, Coach, uh, the defense, uh, let's get into some specifics there. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, the, 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 the down lineman up front played a tremendous game with three-man a rush that Coach Harrell brought, and uh, just overall, the Pirates uh, have been outstanding. Well, I just that group, and we've talked about them a lot. You know that that group has been building for a couple of years now. Uh, when we got here, that was probably the weakness of the program. Uh, we we I think we we took seven of them uh, in that first class, and then we played them all when they were freshmen in 2020. And they've been developing and getting better and getting better. And, you know, the knock, you know, last year was, well, we're pretty good against the run, but we can't generate a pass rush. You know, now all of a sudden those guys, you know, they're veteran guys. They've really done a great job developing their bodies. Uh, Roy Tesh uh, and, and Tim Dows do a great job with our, our tackles and ends. And, you know, now all of a sudden we're, you know, stopping the run uh, with a lot of pass calls, I'll be honest with you. You know, our focus in that game was to stop uh, Wester, the, the the receiver that had over a thousand yards, and you know, a lot of the a lot of the things we were doing defensively was really to bracket him and you know double him, and so you know we were worried a little bit about you know being a little susceptible to the run, but you know our D line just dominated the line of scrimmage so much that they weren't able to run the ball, and then we were able to generate pass rush with three and four man uh, games. And so, you know, Blake didn't have to sit there and pressure a whole lot, which which allowed us to be more sound in coverage. So uh, that defensive front really uh, it was the key to the performance the other night. Coach, also, uh, when you look at uh, Navy, it's always a uh, – it's emerged as a great chess match year in and year out. They've got a, a new head coach, their old defensive uh, – or former defensive coordinator – Offensively, they are uh, doing some different things this year, so I, I would expect you all are anticipating uh, more than just uh, the traditional triple option. You're expecting uh, some different looks, quite possibly. Well, they're doing a lot of stuff, and that's that's a little bit of the challenge is to figure out what they're going to try to do. Uh, they, you know, two two games ago against Temple, uh, they you know they went under center and and ran the flex bone triple and did a lot of the traditional stuff we know you know we expect from Navy over the years. Um, this past week they were back in the shotgun, uh, you know, running you know some some wing tee stuff, some power reads, some uh, quarterback counters, some things like that. Um, I do think they've they've played they played four different quarterbacks. Uh, they've kind of settled on uh, R line number seven, who's a senior. Uh, Ty Lavatai, the kid that's played against us the last two years, he is, you know, one of the quarterbacks they've played. But, um, you know, I think our line gives them the home run threat they were looking for at the quarterback position. Uh, and, you know, they, they had a, a huge day against UAB, uh, beat them 31-6 to uh, last week. So I would expect you'll see a little bit more of what we saw last week uh, as, 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 as what we're facing, to, you know, this Saturday. And it's 
but the thing is you got to prepare for all of it and that's the challenge coach mike houston with us on the houston huddle coach uh, a couple more minutes we got with you here before malcolm shuts us down but the uh the trip to annapolis is always uh, special if people have never been up to annapolis um it's just something special about playing at the naval academy and um Weather should be nice up there. I hope there's some rain projected down here on Saturday, but uh, maybe it won't be that. I think the last two times I've been to Annapolis, it rained. But but I've always enjoyed going to Annapolis. But uh, you mentioned it's going to be Senior Day up there. There'll be a lot of pomp and circumstance, and uh, you know that's uh, that's something that, that you can get caught up in if you're not careful. I'm sure you've talked to the kids about that. Well, you know, we we will talk about that, and you know, a lot of our guys have been up there, but it's you know, it's it's a it's a special place and just the tradition of the Naval Academy and, you know, the cadets marching in, you know, I, I experienced a lot of that when I was at the Citadel. It's, there's a lot of pride there, a lot of tradition. Uh, and, you know, they have 25 seniors they'll be honoring. So, you know, you'll get their best shot on Saturday. And, you know, the thing I, the thing I remember the first time we played up there, you know, they do the, the F-16 flyover, whatever the jets they fly now, the other, they do the flyover pregame. And I, I swear they pump the, the noise into the visitor's locker room because you would think you're standing right next to it <laughs> as loud as it is right before you go on the field. I think they, they try to intimidate the, uh, the opposing team. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a, a lot that you're, you're facing besides just Navy football, you know, it's, so you've got to really have great focus and, and boy, you can't be lackadaisical at all. You got to have some intensity and some intent and, you know, the last time we were up there, it was a it was a shootout, and you know, Owen Daffer hitting the <laughs> you know the the walk off fifty some yarder uh, to give us the win uh, in the end, and uh, you know, it was a great night for the Pirates. But uh, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. Well, uh, again, uh, Navy's a, a cool place to be, and you know, here's a little known fact: when Navy wins. All the midshipmen on campus get the night off on Saturday night, and right. they get to leave. Oh, yeah. They get to leave the campus or leave the base, whatever you call it. They get an overnight. They get they get to leave, and when they lose, they don't. So I mean, you t- you talk yeah. about uh, them wanting to win, not only the players but all those those kids in the stands. Uh, they want that night off. <laughs> well, it, it that's the way it was at the Citadel, also, and so <laughs> you know you got the core cadets, and you know. You, they don't get the night off. They don't get that overnight to go out and enjoy themselves. And they're, they're not real happy when they get back to campus. So, (laughs) you know, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more pressure. (laughs) Uh, Coach Mike Houston, coach, uh, we're almost out of time. I I don't, you know, we talked about NIL last week, but I want to bring it up again this morning because we're coming up on some deadlines. I want you to tell us about that there. When does the uh, transfer portal open? Um, it, It opens December the 4th. Uh, it'll be open for 30 days, uh, and then you know you, you you know basically you're building your roster. Uh, signing day is December the 20th. We have uh, the number one class in the AAC this year committed, so hopefully hold on to them. Sign them December 20th. Um, you know we'll obviously be adding some some players to our roster in the month of December, but you'll basically build the roster you're going to play with between December the 4th and the middle of January. You know that'll be that'll be the roster that you have for next year. So NIL will be a huge part of, uh, you know, just, you know, the, 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 the players that you bring in. So, you know, over, you know, everybody, you know, is going through this year right now, but 
you know, what kind of roster we have next year is going to be dictated over the next month and a half. And Team Boneyard has set a, um, a goal of a minimum of $1 million to raise this year, and we've got to get on it because here's the thing. We've got to raise it now. So if right. people have been considering a gift to Team Boneyard, uh, this is the time that we need you to do it because this transfer portal thing, when it opens on December 4th, a lot of stuff's going to start happening. And, um, and you know, we got to be ready for it. We were on a call yesterday with some great donors, but uh, we need everybody. I think we said, somebody said yesterday we had 220 donors to Team Boneyard this past year. We need to quadruple that this year, no matter what you can give. Uh, hey, if you want a winning program, you can complain about it all you want. Nobody likes it, but it's absolutely necessary this time around. We've got to do it. Yeah, no, no doubt. And it, you know, we've, we, we, suffered a little bit this fall from not being prepared uh enough last year and um you know so we're going to be very very aggressive but uh you know we need pirate nation to support that because that's going to be you know a huge piece of it and uh you know like you said we have a, a ton of passionate fans you know whatever they can do five dollars a hundred dollars a thousand dollars whatever everybody can do uh you know the strength of the mass will be what will make uh, a deciding factor and you know, I appreciate uh, Team Boneyard and, and their dedication and, uh, you know, the leadership of, uh, of the individuals that, uh, you know, put that together. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you and your family have been, uh, you know, huge uh, people with, with putting that whole thing together. And just uh, our, our, our donors are loyal to ECU and loyal to ECU football. And uh, that, is, that is the strength uh, of our athletic program. Today's uh, Houston Huddle, Mike Houston there, and I, I can't say, you know, amen to that enough because it is uh, truly uh, what what is going to determine how next football season will go for the uh, Pirates. So, uh, again, Coach said it there. We all, again, nobody is, is enamored with this or loves the fact that this is the world we're in, but it's the world we're in. And football is uh, the most important sport in at East at East Carolina and, and in the scope of college athletics. So in order to be competitive and successful, um, team Boneyard has to, to be a, a way to do that via the NIL collective. So uh, I'm sure we'll be rolling out more on that in the weeks to come. Uh, right now, I want to remind you that the Houston huddle is brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. HealthWise Pharmacy, a full-service pharmacy serving all of your health care needs, including retail prescriptions, medications, durable medical equipment in home infusions as well as infusions in their infusion suite and that is located at 615b south memorial drive in greenville let's uh, go now to fill up the ref pilkington he has a 94-3 the game sports flash update uh and pirate report and uh, we'll also hear a little later on from pirate players speaking today ahead of the navy game all of that still to come after pilk Thank you, P-Man. Pirate football will travel to Annapolis this weekend to take on the midshipmen of Navy, and hopefully Pirate Nation will show up as they did last week in Boca Raton. Coach Houston spoke on that last night. Really appreciate all the fans that uh, made the trip, you know, down to Boca, and and certainly, you know, they they get to, to watch a great uh, great performance. But then, you know, to have a chance to celebrate with the players after the game, that's you know, that's the highlight of, of each win. 
The women's basketball team will be traveling up to Richmond tonight to take on the Rams of VCU in a battle of two unbeaten teams. That game will be on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. Earlier today, coming off the heels of their 24-22 loss to the Denver Broncos last night, the Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. He has been with the team since 2019. Former Panthers offense coordinator Joe Brady will be the interim OC for the remainder of the 2023 season. The Carolina Panthers have also made some roster moves today, releasing a pair of offensive linemen. Calvin Thornton Morgan and Deontay Brown have both been released. They have signed linebacker Trey Davis, who was released by the Falcons last week. The Hornets will play their second game of the in-season tournament tonight as they host the Miami Heat. They are 1-0 in the inaugural in-season tournament after they defeated the Wizards last Friday. Police have arrested a man on suspicion of manslaughter in response to the death of former Pittsburgh Penguin Adam Johnson. On October 28th, Johnson suffered a fatal neck injury on the ice while playing for the Nottingham Panthers. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update and Pirate Report. On the other side of this timeout, we will get to hear from some of the Pirate football players following their big win at FAU on today's Pirate Report. We have you covered with all the ECU news and beyond that you need for the drive home. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. All right, let's uh, hit the music for today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. (sighs) All right, uh, let's see here. Heard from some Pirate players uh, today. Pilk, how would you evaluate the mood at... uh... How would you evaluate the mood at the media day today, the press conference? Relieved. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Let's uh, start with Antoine Jackson. And uh, he talked about, I guess he's still only 17 years old. He talked about how his freshman, how he feels his freshman year is going. Uh, I'm feeling great. I feel like it was going great. Uh, I feel like I did a lot better this season. Definitely plays that I left on the field. That I feel like I can get back, but so far it's been going great. Been getting along with the players, the coaching been great. Been a great environment. I've just been loving Greenville. Uh, more from uh, Jackson, who talks about the importance of preparation. Um, I just know the work I put in back at home before getting up here, and just the work I get I put in before getting into high school, the preparation, the coaching I had, the mentors I had, and I just know I can play ball. Uh, High school, college, NFL, I just know I'm able to play ball. And he talked about jumping from high school to college, how that leap has been. First, uh, getting coming from high school to college was definitely a hard transition, but working out, adjusting to the schedule. But the first few games, like I wasn't even nervous or anything. I just went out there to play ball. But I'm definitely getting more confident and more comfortable, so I'm just excited for the future. And uh, he talked about... Uh, Training room as a college player and uh, not, getting your uh, treatment. I'm not going to lie. I definitely had to learn to stay in the training room. Uh, I wasn't really the best friends with the training room, but after a few bangs, like I got in there and it was, it's great. More from Antoine Jackson here when he was asked if he uh, has ever played on offense or played an offense, excuse me, like Navy. 
Uh, I actually did in high school. I played this team called Plantation High School back my way, and they had like a similar offense, and like it's confusing. So like you got to be on your P's and Q's, and you got to really lock in this week. And we just hopefully get another win. We will get another win. Uh, there you go. Like the confidence. Uh, Going to be a tough one up there. We'll see how the Pirates do. Uh, last thing, he talked about uh, the guys that uh, share the same position he does of uh, corner and how uh, that room has come together this year. Uh, we, it's a great competition. We all show love to each other. We all be happy for each other, celebrate with each other. It's just a great feeling when guys all connecting. Coach Jewel do a great job with the reps. Coach Harrell do a great job calling the plays. I just thought they always put us in the best position. And like with Coach Houston and everybody celebrating us, it's like a great feeling in the corner room. All right. Uh, so that is Antoine Jackson. Uh, we now hear from linebacker Taylor Jackson, uh, who uh, talks about uh, uh, the Pirates and uh, talks about everything that uh, came together for the game last week. Hit it. Yeah, everything comes together. We start we start actually Sunday, right after the game. So we just go over corrections and things like that. Then we dive into the team Monday, looking at who we're going to play, things like that. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's just let's get it done. Uh, and uh, he talked about talking to the younger guys uh, on the team about the physicality of Navy heading into that game. Yeah, we actually was talking to them yesterday at the meetings and just telling them, like, hey, it's going to be a physical game. So we need y'all to, you know, be ready to go because it's going to be real physical. That's the best way to say it, honestly. And a couple more here from Taylor Jackson on preparing for the two different styles that Navy has offensively. They've, uh, of course, got the triple option, but they've shown some shotgun look. It won't be our first time, like, preparing for, like, two offices because, like, when we play Charlotte, like, of course, they had, like, two quarterbacks and things like that. So that's how we kind of look at it, like, under center and shotgun. So we'll be prepared. And uh, last thing here, um, talks about uh, how he feels like he has grown this season. Definitely grown, like, a leadership aspect. It's just, like, knowing that the guys trust me and knowing that they um, look at me to do things right. So it's always good to, like, know I'm doing things right. And they always come up and tell me, like, hey, good job. You know, I'm looking at you, things like that. So definitely grown. Like All right, let's hear from uh, ECU offensive lineman out of the uh, Charlotte area the queen city that is uh parker moore and uh he talks in this uh, first cut from him about uh how the win has made the team more hungry uh i think it just makes us more hungry i don't think there's ever pressure to winning a game uh if you do your job you know you work hard it should work out the way you want it to more from parker moore here as he says uh well he answered the question what has been different with the o-line the last few weeks mindset how we prepare um i started to look at things positively and not you know so negatively and you know even when i lost a rep you know in practice or something just how, how can i get better from that so i feel like we all had that mindset and uh just you know carrying on from that and uh parker moore says football teaches you how to be positive in life yeah and that's a, that's the beauty of the game like the game teaches you so much and how to approach things mentally and uh, just, I see everything as a positive, regardless of the situation. Like our season, you know, it isn't the way it's going, but I see it as a positive and it's gonna be a good lesson I teach myself or I learn for myself in life, you know, beyond football. Good stuff there from uh, Parker Moore. <clears throat> uh, and uh, more to come here, he talks about the chemistry that the offensive line uh, has developed as the year has gone on.
Absolutely. The chemistry is there. I feel like even with guys that, um, you know, have rotated different positions are starting to gel with guys that they weren't used to playing beside. And uh, I just appreciate, you know, everybody coming in, just working and keeping that same mentality every day. Yep, there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else here from Parker Moore? Yes. Uh, the uh, move to left tackle, he discusses that. I'm comfortable there. I've positioned my body to play left side more and more now. But uh, it's a learning experience. You know, this is the first time ever I've probably had a full season of being a full-time starter. Um, it's also playing left side fully. So it's a learning experience and just continuing to improve and see what I can do, you know, beyond. All right, and uh, Navy, defensively, they've always been tough. Their uh, head coach is their former uh, defensive coordinator, so they have uh, really been uh, – I mean, they're coming off a game which they held UAB, who's been able to score points this year to just six. So a lot of that is obviously controlling the clock and the ground game, but a lot of that too is that this is a Navy defense that is uh, not one you can sleep on. So here is uh, more on that. Yeah, I talked to uh, some of the guys about it, like Dustin. And I was just saying, like, we got to be real technical with our steps and our hands because these guys do a lot of things we do, and they mix things up, which makes it difficult to, for teams to score on. And that's why, you know, teams can't really score on our defense like that because the way we play the game physically and how we mix things up as a scheme. And uh, as uh, Pilk mentioned a little bit earlier, if you missed it, ECU women's basketball plays tonight at VCU. They will tip off on ESPN+. Plus at six o'clock. All right. That'll do it for today's pirate report. Let's get ready to uh, take our uh, penultimate time out of the uh, show here. Don't forget pregame coverage of ECU and Navy begins at 9 a.m. Saturday. You're on 94.3 the game. We'll be right back uh, to wrap the show up with uh, the latest on the uh, really terrible situation that uh, surrounds former pirate Zay Jones after this. Now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, really uh, sad situation surrounding Zay Jones, who's had some off-field issues before, and we all know uh, Zay and the all-time receiving record in CAA. We also know that... Uh, his dad, Robert Jones, a Super Bowl champ, All-American at East Carolina. We've had Robert on the show many times. Uh, but uh, reading from uh, one of the news sites in Jacksonville, Florida, Jaguars receiver Zay Jones, who was arrested Monday night, was released from jail after spending the night on a domestic battery charge. That is a misdemeanor. Uh, I uh, Jones booked into the uh, jail 6.02 p.m. Monday, according to the jail log. According to the police report, he was arrested after an argument with the mother of his child, he has hired a high-profile Jacksonville defense attorney. I'm paraphrasing some of that here because some of it really has no bearing uh, on uh, kind of the, the meat of the matter. Uh, Jones was ordered to have no violent victim contact. His bond set at $2,503. His arraignment is scheduled for December 6th. A first-degree misdemeanor in Florida is punishable by 180 days in jail and up to a $1,000 fine. Punishment uh, may include restitution, probation, et cetera, et cetera. According to an incident report from Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, JSO, as they call it down there, Jones and the mother of his child got into an argument at his San Pablo waterfront condo 
Monday afternoon, the accuser, a 27-year-old woman, told responding officers that Jones got upset she was taking their child back to Orlando. Uh, the attorney in court representing Jones said that the person who made the allegation against Jones lives in Orlando in a home that Jones provided her. In the incident report, uh, what happened after the argument was redacted from the report. A patrol officer wrote they observed several small scratches on the victim's neck consistent with marks from a fingernail. Jones was arrested, taken to jail without incident. The report forwarded to the Department of Child and Families in uh, Florida. JAGS releasing a statement at the time. We are aware of the situation. We are in the uh, midst of gathering information. We have no further comment at this time. Jones has been one of the Jags' top receivers since signing as a free agent last year. 823 receiving yards, five touchdowns in his first season in Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, has just played in three games this year after injuring his knee against the Chiefs. Jones signed a three-year, $24 million deal with the team last year. Uh, and uh, this year he has eight receptions for 78 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, has 59 touchdown catches in his seven-year career. Uh, played college ball at East Carolina, according to the article, which he did. Still holds NCAA Division One records for career receptions, 399 and single-season receptions, 158. They didn't put Eastern uh, Carolina so in there? They actually put East Carolina? They did not. No, no. The, the site I'm reading this from is pretty buttoned up, so they they have a they're, – they're they're not using AI to generate their uh, headlines or their uh, datelines. While the woman who accused him is named in the report, uh, News for Jax's agency I'm reading from here, policy not to publicly identi identify potential domestic abuse victims. So there you go. Um, tough deal. Obviously, we got the news of this uh, after the show yesterday, but uh, we'll see where, we, where it goes. I, the reason... That again, you, you probably haven't seen the Jags uh, maybe do something more definitive is because Jones is, you know, already out with injury, and um, just a tough situation. You don't like to see that, and you know the NFL has really cracked down on that in uh, recent years. So uh, we'll follow it. We'll see where it is in a few weeks when he makes uh, his uh, arraignment hearing in uh, December. One thing I do not miss, Pilk is covering courts in Florida. There were some stories. Oh, there were stories. Oh, I'm sure. I feel like there's a lot of court I, for it. I feel like people get arrested in Florida a lot. Yeah, they do. Maybe that's why and they don't the have state income building. tax. There's enough court fees to just cover for the fact they don't charge their state income tax. At the time I was there, the tallest building in Orlando um, was the courthouse. I don't know if that's still the case. I would guess it is because it was pretty tall. But the tallest building was the courthouse. And I still have PTSD from riding up the crowded elevators because it was during the Occupy Wall Street slash insert city here. And those people didn't bathe. And they'd get in the elevator and they stunk. And I would get nauseous. Yeah, I could see. So I'm already, I'm already in a tight space, which I don't like. I'm already around people, which I don't like. And then there's no. people who stink. No. Yeah. It's not good. Not a good combo, Pilk. I would I'll tell you how bad I hated it. There was a certain point you could take stairs in the Orlando courthouse, and I would always take the stairs. 
to that point. If I had to go up more, it was terrible. Wait, stairs didn't go all the way up? Packed with people. Isn't that a fire they, they hazard? They did in the fire. They did in the fire exit. But okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, stairs you would take yeah. conventionally. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Mike Houston for the Houston Huddle today. We'll be on at 1.30 tomorrow on video with Doug Martin getting you ready for uh, the football weekend and for ECU basketball as they take on USC Upstate tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening. Thanks. If you need roofing or gutter work,